Hello, everyone, and welcome to Marketing Roundtable. My name is Tatiana Kani Smith, and I work in design. I'm Rachel Rhodes, and I work in organic social media. And this is our design and social media 2024 predictions. We will have a bingo card actually prepped. Yes, that we can fill out throughout the the new year. Yes, we will have it on our Instagram account at brain.do. It'll be in the highlights. And should anything get crossed off the predictions bingo card, we will have updated highlights if you want to follow us there. Hopefully we get bingo. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this is, you know, we're filming in 2023, but Mm -hmm. obviously it's coming out with the brand new year. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, um... Without further ado, here are 2024 social media and design bingos. Passing it off to Rachel to start with social. All right. Woo, social media. First of all, I'm going to say free space. But optional free space is new Zuckerberg memes. I think it's a given. We'll have at least three really solid Zuck memes in the new year. So that's just three? like I feel at like, least minimum three. I feel like after he got so many like in a row he kind of like became a recluse mm, have, how long have like it feels like it's been forever since we've seen him well there's been a sighting he is like super not giving up on the metaverse so he will in fact resurface much like a mole coming out of it. <laughs> it's groundhog's day you yeah. know he comes out oh. once will he retreat oh he will <laughs> yeah he will, he will come out give us some really six crisp more weeks of then, winter right and, and then memes yes correct. disappear so go ahead and mark that as your bonus or free space in the middle of the card there. Um, I do have some general predictions, and then we'll get into some more like specific platform unique predictions. First is AI will get worse before it gets better. And you're talking about specifically they're general, but still in the social media spaces. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. These are platform wide or could apply to at least you know more than two platforms. And uh, AI getting worse before it gets better, I think, could apply to many platforms. Yeah. Those AI stickers on Instagram, they're really... Uh, right. I wouldn't say... I would say that's like a neutral. Trying. <laughs> they're trying. I mean, like, they technically do right. exist. They just don't serve a function. It's just AI for AI's sake at the moment. Yes, yes. So I think uh, we're going to have more AI-based recommendations, like for you pages. That's greenlit. We've seen through in, um, TikToks. For you, what's the? It's not a for you page, just the home page, yeah. whatever. Oh, like, like the explorer thingy. Yeah, whatever. The TikTok algorithm <laughs> has proved that we like this. We like when we get more content based on what we actually like to watch. Mm-hmm. Facebook Meta gave that more of a whirl in the last year, and that was successful. People are okay with it, but I think chatbots will get worse, and I think novelty will wear off in certain spaces, and it'll become oversaturated, and the people will start to complain a bit more. I think we'll settle down into a more comfortable relationship by the end of the year. But I do think there's going to be a rough patch in 2024 with AI yeah. where people are just like, it's too much and I need less. Yeah. Or at least less visible AI. Yeah. Like, we don't want a sticker for Instagram stories. Labeled AI stickers. Right. Like, it can just be, like, a sticker thing or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, like in Snapchat, I keep getting like notifications for this like AI feature that's like part of a subscription that I'm like, no, thank you. But like, it keeps coming at me. Did you download Snapchat? No, I've had it downloaded just to correspond with Morgan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we will, <laughs> we will touch on Snapchat more later. Okay. But yeah, there have been spaces where it wasn't like received with overwhelming love and support people are like this is actually encroaching on my personal space please remove this ai yeah yeah people want less robots but if it's behind the scenes like an algorithm yeah we're all for it right just don't shove it down our throats yeah and speaking of subscriptions (laughs) right so true thank you for that layup or whatever the basketball term is um i do think we'll see more subscription models they aren't Anything new, like YouTube Red has been a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, subscription models have been around. Snapchat is doing this. X is obviously doing this. LinkedIn has had one for years, LinkedIn Premium. Oh my God, those notifications that you showed up in searches, see who? Yeah. Like. You've been in 87 searches this week. Are you sure? <laughs> like, are they not just people from high school? Who viewed your profile? LinkedIn? Right. <laughs> Find out today. Yeah. I. They do serve their purpose, and I do appreciate that at least the LinkedIn subscription could be more of like a month-to-month thing, like for people that are job searching. 
But Meta now also has, you know, their verified, their check mark is now part of a subscription-based package. So it's not that subscriptions are new. And I do think certain platforms will always have a free version. Like there will always be a free YouTube. There will always be a free Instagram. I'm not so sure about X. What I'm predicting is more variations in subscriptions. Yeah. Like we know YouTube is trying to push more towards being like TV and having more sports channels. So there might be, you know, a subscription just for YouTube music or a subscription just for sports packages. Like how there's like cable packages kind of. Yeah. And I could be into that. Um, Yeah. Instead of paying so much and getting like all of the YouTube TV, like Mm -hmm. I watch reality TV. That's what I'm interested in. I don't need like all the sports. Lower price and interest base. That would be awesome. Yeah. and also just like other forms of subscriptions like i know you already mentioned the instagram meta like subscription for verified but then Mm -hmm. you know like on instagram they also i just don't know if it's on facebook because i haven't been on facebook but i know on instagram they now have like the like you're a subscriber to the creator yeah uh, subscribers Mm -hmm. subscriptions available um that little like crown icon why is it a crown I've seen those. I haven't personally subscribed to anyone. Yeah. I think that's a feature that we'll either see become more mainstream or vanish in the new year, too. Yeah. Yeah, same. I haven't subscribed to anyone, but it seems like a really... Oh, I'm like, is this appropriate to talk about? But it seems like... Okay, like, it makes sense in the vein that you're trying to bring, like, kind of Patreon content, maybe... Mm onto instagram but that definitely still seems more in line with like like youtube sort of content like that seems like a more direct crossover the instagram subscription only it feels a little bit more like it's competing with like OnlyFans territory like Mm. is that like if it's just photo based it's like or your main thing is photo based or very short videos like it seems like that's what's going to crop up that they might have some problems with i do agree that i think subscriptions on a platform basis are better for where you get long form content Mm -hmm. yeah and with the short form content it's like a little more difficult like i don't know like i'm not here so much to see one specific person like on tiktok even on instagram now it's like whatever's in my feed once again curated by the the algorithm like that's what i want to be seeing yeah i think the days like i think that might have been very like 2016 micro blogger but we've kind of evolved away from that yeah Next, NFTs are dead and cold and good riddance. That wolf good riddance is my own personal take. I saw something that said NFTs aren't dead. They're just resting. Where? <laughs> Where are they taking a nap? Like Zuck, they're moles underground right now. <laughs> um, it's probably true. NFTs have been around for like years. We just only know about them in like the mainstream Pop culture, like recently, yeah. And I do think like they will continue sleeping throughout 2024. I personally never got into them. I know some people like really cared about NFTs. Uh, I think they'll come back later, just not in 2024. Maybe they're on like a 20-year trend cycle or something. Maybe. Like I think think the big, big thing is still working at the kinks of AI. And then maybe once that's settled back down, there will be a resurgence of NFTs. But like, we're not going to hear much from them yeah. this year. I I hope not. They took up a lot of space. But honestly, I'm not happy really with AI taking up that space either. No. It's <laughs> not necessarily an improvement. Right. This is just like the trend of trends. Like something balloons and gets oversaturated. And then people are like, that's kind of enough. And it settles back down again. Or it kind of like carves out its own niche. There's always going to be a niche for NFTs, just whether or not it's in like the mainstream again. Yeah. I don't think will happen next year. This is like really unrelated to social, but it feels adjacent to NFTs is like cryptocurrency. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. the blow up of it and like yeah. being everywhere constantly talked about. They are very kind of hand in hand. Yeah. They're like cousins, basically, I would say. A lot of NFTs you could only purchase with cryptocurrency. Yeah. And same thing, cryptocurrency has been around for so long. It's just only been like popular to talk about recently. Yeah. And that has also been on a big like downward trajectory. It, yeah. It's I kind of um crashed. I think when recent Bachelor Zach Shellcross recommended it to his like father i think that he put all his retirement savings into crypto and then lost it all i feel like that is like the real like your mom sends you a meme moment of like a trend oh my god see i only 
tune in for like the first couple episodes usually of a bachelor season and then i don't know any of well that didn't happen on the season that was just in like the right, news because he was on the bachelor follow-up. oh my god but it was unrelated to him being on the show it's just like here's a story about <laughs> Zach. oh my god Terrible. um yeah our fourth prediction someone introduces collaborative editing We have collab posts on Instagram and we're seeing more and more platforms want you to stay native, doing everything in app. They don't want you to leave. And I think that's the next stage of editing in app is having some kind of collab feature where it's like, no, you don't need your friends to like send you the video they took. They can add it here natively. Yeah. And we've seen the success and growth of collaborative editing on design platforms such as figma right we know and use all the time mm-hmm. um so yeah it makes sense that that would also they would try to bring that to other spaces yeah i think it'd be really cool to have on youtube but i don't think i think youtube's too big for it honestly especially with all the long form content yeah. see that's where i think it is like more helpful though it would if you're be. working on like yeah like a, a big video project right and in that space you would more so have like an editor that you're working with yeah yeah like to be able to leave notes to the editor in native totally. like frame io but yeah, right. in youtube that would be so awesome it i would. would like that better it would but i do think we're gonna see it roll out or at least be in like beta testing this year with tiktok or instagram first since they are like in so much competition to like have yeah like the latest and greatest features yeah i i do have a design one that is very kind of along the same vein so i feel like chiming in with that sure. here um but yeah one of my predictions was instagram kind of rolling out their existing design features that they have for like stories and reels you know they have so many more stickers things like that um and adding that back into like the static post or like slideshow Mm. format letting you like have that capability there and similarly like templates like you're saying they want you to be like editing natively and stay in the app since its inception like there's been third-party editing template apps cropping up right like why wouldn't they try to like bring that back home on to like posts literally i think this week i was trying to because you can edit how long um, text is on a reel but not on like a post you can add yes. text but you can't like determine how long it yeah. lasts I'm like, like this is silly Give they me need both. to like backtrack some yeah. of those features that they've solidified and launched in their new like content formats and like bring it back to the post mm-hmm. yeah I do think talking about meta they were so focused on getting threads out the door mm-hmm. in like a safe mm-hmm. way yeah. that they kind of put Instagram features on the back burner. And I do think we're starting to return to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I need more consistency amongst the like native editing. It's like too many yeah. different paths give you different options. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Um, also, not on a social media or design card, but like more consistency in data reporting would be oh, lovely. Thank yeah. you. I mean, that is related to social. That's something we're running into. True. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Right the now, native obviously. insights. Yeah. The next trend I think we'll see in 2024 with social media is authenticity over relatability. We saw this with Tube Girl. It's not very relatable to be like so loud and confident like in public like yeah. that. Most people aren't comfortable with that. Yeah. But she was just being so authentically herself and so confident that people were drawn to that anyway. You don't need to be like so relatable to the vast majority or whichever group is most popular to be successful. We also saw this a few years ago with um, Morgan Adams, like suddenly blowing up. She was the, well, she is the sister of Shane Dawson's fiance. Like she had very transparent, authentic content. She was talking about mental health struggles when that still wasn't like a super popular thing yet. And that was why her channel kind of blew up. She wasn't always so relatable. Right, it's not like the every person, but really niching down on like, your experience Mm -hmm. and sharing that with others in an authentic, transparent way. Right. And, you know, we saw recently with uh, Victoria Beckham claiming to be from a working class family and getting clocked right away, being like, no, you weren't. Like, your dad dropped you off, I think, in like a Rolls Royce. Like, what was the car? What what was the car? (laughs) Right. Like, we don't, don't force yourself to be relatable to the masses. Like, be authentic. And I think also, well, I mean, authentic and relatable crossover we've spoken about visuals and stuff also 
falling into that specifically like for social obviously but like as someone who's like design focused specifically i've definitely had like a, a curve with like the moving away from like covers or something finished like mm. very finished looking like yes i would personally yeah. be like more attracted to that on social or want to engage with that more because mm -hmm. like i like that sort of stuff a lot but like a layman's person i like showed to like a couple of my friends i was like would you rather like click on like this reel or this reel and they were like the unfiltered one without a cover that's just a random screenshot of somebody talking in mm -hmm. like mid-sentence yeah. that was their favorite i was like yeah. okay not right not me <laughs> same thing with like youtubers having like a real genuine moment like apologies they'll oftentimes just be like screenshots from the video like i want yeah. this to be as authentic and transparent as possible versus you know like a like finished product kind of video yeah like, like a, a thumbnail yeah absolutely. yeah although like Oh, now I'm like, I know we've talked, and this is also in here, like the shorts not having covers that you can choose. Oh, that, yeah, that's later. Yeah, I know, but like, I accidentally related it back to that, where my friend was like, no, I'd rather this random, like, mid-sentence screenshot versus, like, something more polished. And now I'm like, is yeah. that, like, YouTube pushing but you have authenticity? Push. But, like, so. yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. a lack of features. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next. Ads infiltrate messaging and then retreat. As social media becomes more so for entertainment than connecting like with your friends, like how it was when we were growing up as kids, yeah. people have moved that aspect of platforms into messaging spaces. Like when I post to Instagram now, I expect people that I don't really know to see it. So there is that certain layer of polish that goes into something yeah. if you know like strangers follow you and it's not just friends and family whereas yeah. like i'm actually having conversations with friends in the dms like not in the comments that, like you yeah. used to um oh this is something i'll bring up because i just saw this i think today okay i saw this for the first time today they now have instagram has an option that your main post not just stories but your main feed posts can be only to close friends or everyone i haven't you, seen that yet yeah brand new as of this morning oh so, that's gonna mess with all the girlies trying to do aesthetic grids it is it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be like wild and out but like that could bring an opportunity back to connecting with friends in the feed where you're actually mm -hmm. having discussions in the comments right and it's just your close friends but also it's like how i i don't know how it'll show up in the feed like i haven't seen it obviously yet right. but that's like really interesting because yeah like to your point that's totally correct this seems like maybe a measure against that yeah that would be super interesting to see how that plays out hmm. i wonder if i haven't seen that yet because it's just in testing and maybe you were selected for maybe. beta testing that's cool um but back to everyone's trying to reach us in messaging now <laughs> i think we'll see more ads in native messaging systems and the people will either loudly revolt or just very quietly bounce to the next platform yeah because a lot of platforms are trying to mimic the success of WeChat overseas. And WeChat is used in Western markets very differently than it is used in Eastern markets. And it's just like this behemoth that everyone wants to be. It's like when everyone wanted to be TikTok. It's like everyone, I've including TikTok, wants to be WeChat. Never now. heard of WeChat. Can you please explain? WeChat is a messaging system, but now it's used for like shopping and commerce. And it's, it's, it's a messenger, but it's used for so much more. I've only ever had it to use for, I believe, um, when I used to work for international affairs, people had phones from different countries. They mm -hmm. had apps from different countries. We weren't all using the same thing. It was just right. easier to use that app for so, messaging. Like similar to, oh, what's the one? I can't remember what it's called right now. There's one that was when I was in college. Everyone be like, let me make a group chat. But it was in this messaging app instead of just like a group text. And it really, I didn't want to be having to use a different app just to send messages to people who all lived in the same place. You know, like. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a very popular one. Oh my God. Brandon, do you know? Google's messaging app. It's not Google. Oh yeah, it's. Um, WhatsApp. Yes, WhatsApp. Yeah. Yes, WhatsApp. So is it like WhatsApp? I think so. <laughs> okay. But then how are they putting e-commerce in it? Like, I don't under... Like, is it... 
in the messages threads or like i don't i mm, don't know sure. i haven't used wechat in like literally years right yeah i'm wondering yeah what that would be yeah. for like ux because yeah if your function is one thing but then you start bringing in other things after the fact is like very counterintuitive to the function mm. that's like yeah an interesting uh kind of catch 22 yeah but that i mean it I think it's like the number one app in China or something. So it's, yeah. it's just another instance of like, I want to be as, as successful as that person. Let me try to be like them. Right. So they have ads in a messaging system and they're trying, I think they'll try to replicate that here. Yeah. But I don't think the Western or specifically the American audience will be too keen to see ads and messages. I think right. we're very much like about our privacy and like, don't be invasive, don't be in my personal space. And I think we're going to be like, Ooh, you're invading my privacy. I yeah. need to leave. Yeah. And the messaging systems, at least to like incentivize people to use that over like a text or something. First of all, like you said, we don't like use as many messaging specific apps. We tend to rely mostly on just texting mm -hmm. in the first place. So like there would need to be some like considerable features to like draw people in in order to like keep them there even if they're like was ads i do think another element of it too is that people may have moved to social media platforms for messaging because spam texts are so bad right now mm. like i got one literally right before recording that said why did you block me and there's no one that could be especially because if i actually blocked you i wouldn't have gotten your text <laughs> so like i know that's a spam text like I'm not getting those in Instagram. I'm not getting that in mm. TikTok. So that might be why people are in that space too. So if we start getting ads, it might be like, oh my God, where can I go that like yeah. third parties aren't trying to bother me in my conversations. Yeah. So we'll see. I think it'll be a big push, but I do think it'll retreat again by the end of 2024. Because yeah. I don't think Americans are going to be cool with that too yeah. much. Also like animated emojis. <laughs> that would be a fun feature. <laughs> I love emojis. I've heard Gen Z isn't such a big fan of emojis, and it breaks my heart. Like they have a time and a place, they but do. like, I think the time and place yeah. is always. Like <laughs> cute Kim K gif saying, "Do you use emojis?" Yeah. All right, twenty twenty four political ad predictions. This will be short and sweet. IG, Instagram will have the strictest rules when it comes to misinformation and declaring, when, you know, similar to how you have to declare if you're doing a paid promotion now, you have to declare if you were paid or incentivized in any way to talk about any political candidate. There's going to be a lot of disclaimers on Instagram when it comes to the election season. Uh, I think X will have the most outlandish ads and the worst time during election season. And I'm very concerned. I think that, I mean, I'll tie it into a prediction later. I think it could really make or break X how they handle the election season. Because obviously with American politics right now, election seasons are touchy and misinformation is a touchy subject. And if they don't handle it correctly, they could see themselves devolve into truly just like a political forum. And I don't, they, that's yeah. not who they want to be. That's not at least exclusively who they want to be. Yeah. So I think X will have the worst time and Instagram will have the strictest rules. But I think we'll appreciate that. And so as users, yeah. we'll have the best time. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, I can see, obviously it's like super important to have. It's also something that like comes around in kind of just like an onslaught of content every yeah. four years. So my eighth and final general prediction, it's the creator economy tier list. Who is getting paid in 2024? Coming in at number one, YouTube will continue to dominate. And I'm not talking about one-time payout or even like ad revenue specifically. I'm talking about consistency and reliability because TikTok Live is paying out really well, but TikTok has like had some issues with like really stabilizing their creator economy. So I think YouTube is just going to continue to be, if not the highest paying, just like the safest place to be as a creator yeah. who's making either their full income or like a partial income on social media. Yeah. Um, but under them will be TikTok because TikTok Live is 
a good paycheck for a lot of people, but it's not necessarily consistent. And they've had trouble, again, stabilizing their creator economy. They had a fund and that kind of like went away a little bit. But I do think in this new year, they will find a way to stabilize how they pay creators. I think Instagram and Facebook are really going to come up and make waves. Monetization is a new feature on Instagram now, and creators that hit certain marks can monetize. And we're obviously going to see a lot more reporting on that and how that really comes to shape in the new year. Snapchat, for, for certain creators who are putting out large volumes of content, content snapchat is a very viable and lucrative way of getting paid like david dobrik had some controversies he left youtube he's now on snapchat daily and he is making tons of money on snapchat so for certain creators i don't think it's where every creator can make money in the same way as maybe like youtube right you just have to find where the i mean if you if you're not looking for 13 year old boys they're like (laughs) right well I, i do think snapchat will continue to try to innovate but I don't think they're gonna like make leaps and bounds of progress. Yeah, they're definitely like, trying. Like they're oh, yeah. trying all yeah. these new things. Yeah. It's just like, mm. it is one of the most successful spaces for the subscription-based mm. model. So that might be, you know, a good pool of money for creators yeah. comes from that. So if Snapchat enters mainstream again, which is another prediction, we might. See yeah. more low-level creators, not low-level, but um, what are they like? The nano and micro creators, yeah. influencers. They might start to make a little bit more money, not just the David Dobricks of the world. X will continue to struggle. They have continuously failed to be um, brand safe in the recent months. I don't need to rehash the Twitter saga. We have a blog post for that if you would like to read that. Actually, yeah. but I especially think with the upcoming again political election presidential election they will continue to not be brand safe and thus continue to struggle to have advertisers and help creators monetize themselves and i just don't see x doing particularly well with the creator economy next year this year pinterest is a really really great place for brand partnerships and e-commerce like shoppable pins but in terms of like being a creator just making passive income i don't really see pinterest making moves in that direction this year and then LinkedIn will not monetize for creators, just point blank. We're seeing the rise of like a LinkedIn influencer, mm-hmm. but it's still not a space where there's any creator economy right now. And I don't think there will be. Right. We might see like some brand partnerships, like someone who's prominent in the design space might like partner with Figma to discuss a new feature, but there won't be like an easy way for the general public to monetize. Right. Like on LinkedIn, you're a lot of the times what you're, the content you're creating or what you're promoting or selling is related back ultimately to your business, which like inherently mm-hmm. is already monetized. So like it takes, yeah. it, it, it takes like a further like step to be like, oh, not only am I like, becoming a popular like freelancer by doing like LinkedIn thought leadership articles or whatever, which like leads back to my freelance business. That's the monetization or like the the incentive. But like, yeah, you'd have to like really kind of go above and beyond to then be like, I'm a, a LinkedIn influencer content creator. <laughs> but the platform isn't, there's no infrastructure for right. that right if, now. If they wanted to do it, it feels like right. that would be like a pretty like niche audience people who would like be interested in wanting that because for so many people it just relates back to their business and we see like all of these like business coaches that thrive on like instagram and tiktok i don't think they'll thrive in the same way on linkedin because linkedin is a space for like serious professionals and not just like life coaches right dating coaches like yeah they're totally separate although I i like have seen Maybe this is more niche, but I have definitely seen, yeah, some of those, like, life coachy people, like, on Instagram or whatever, being like, here's these hacks to become, like, a LinkedIn influencer. Mm. Like, comment on 25 articles, and then you get, like, this green stamp on your profile or whatever. Mm. Um, which, like, once again, though, that, that content is on Instagram about right. LinkedIn. Right. It's not on LinkedIn. Right. So like, yeah. are you really hacking the system? Right. <laughs> and I don't think LinkedIn wants to be a space where it's like become oversaturated with 
multitudes of content like yeah I'm, like it wants to stay a space that's professional yeah and i think they should because like they're really truly the only platform left that has a really clearly defined niche yeah and a really clearly defined purpose like that is for business other platforms have like the whole entertainment thing going on now too i think linkedin should just stay in the for right. business lane and not try to cross into the yeah. entertainment space which is where the creator economy it flourishes yeah, yeah. So moving on to some more platform-specific items, I've definitely alluded to a bunch of these already, but Pinterest, I think, is going to dominate in the AI and AR integration this year. The metaverse is trying so hard. I just don't think it'll stick. I think it'll be like fun for kids who are into like Roblox and Minecraft and things, but I, I just don't see it really taking off for adults. Yeah. Um, if we're gonna be like in a virtual world, we're probably playing video games. And if we want AI or AR, Pinterest just seems like the most natural space for that. Like, I love that couch. I want to see that in my room. Like, let me upload a picture of my room and see that couch in my room. I know they're coming out with, um, I think, like a virtual closet of some kind. Mm. Like, I just think they are like, the most natural space. Clueless share closet vibes. I haven't seen Clueless in so long. Oh. I actually don't know where you're she has like so the, the clothes and the little computer like puts them on oh, her and yeah, 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 them yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would do so well. Yeah. That would kill on Pinterest. Yeah. And I just don't think other platforms are like ready for that yet or they don't have like the kind of background for that yet. Like we've known for a long time Pinterest is where we go for like design inspiration, mm -hmm. outfit inspiration, like interior decor inspiration. Right. Like recipes, more so than the other platforms. Like very yeah. lifestyle. Yeah useful not just like lifestyle aspirational right yes so they've already definitely started with the ai ar integration i just think it's like read it and weep facebook like pinterest is where this is really going to take off yeah like what 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 ar features would like facebook be like doing well, besides like the, the, games the, like the farm glasses farmville the... ar <laughs> i would actually <laughs> love farming simulator. Maybe that would be fun, actually. Would I be... would love that. And that is a video game. So yeah, Farmville AR. Facebook, you heard it here first. Oh my God. You have to pay us for it. <laughs> TM, 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 TM. <laughs> Next prediction. Twitter slash X declares bankruptcy. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. I, think, I think the signs are there. I think if they can't get themselves to be brand safe again and they cannot secure more advertisers they're just going to lean more and more into the fact that they've already re-allowed a certain um, type of political ad that you don't see on other platforms and i think if that's where they're getting their money and if they really just start to lean into that because they need to it's going to be a detriment and it's just going to devolve into a political forum, which again, like they don't even want to be like they want to yeah. be the next YouTube. They want long form content, but they just don't have the resources or the time right now to experiment with that stuff. Yeah. So I do think they're going to declare bankruptcy. Right. I think they'll recover. A lot of brands declare bankruptcy yeah. and then recover. So I think they will. And like, I think X will stick around, but I don't see them doing well right. this year. I'm like, do you think they could like devolve into a Reddit-like space? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of just like, you know, Redditors kind of have this um, stereotype of just kind of being a little, they'll say anything. Right. Yes. It, it's, it already it's less is less about space. brand and more about just like, yeah, people saying yeah. like whatever. But also it's it's less like, I don't know. I'm not on either platform, so... <laughs> I digress. Yes. <laughs> um, the culture has already shifted. X is no longer Twitter. And I think a lot of people that were like diehard Twitter users and Twitter fans are still mourning this kind of culture shift because it did become like you bought the verified check mark and the certain groups of people that were buying the check marks, like they were taken away from celebrities, they were taken away from real journalists that had like real other work to do. Like they didn't necessarily care about paying for subscription to get that mm -hmm. back. But you know who did? Groups that are a little more like, let's say fundamentalist or a little more passionate and extreme in their right. ideas. And People who feel like they need outside validation yes. to yeah. their um, messaging. Right. 
to and get people to listen. Like they deserve to be on spaces. Mm-hmm. You can't just kick them off because you don't agree with what they're saying. But that can't be the only community that gets a boost. Right. And Twitter needs to, I think, take some take some steps towards hate speech and other items that are kind of having a resurgence on the platform. Yeah. But again, I just don't think they have enough time or resources. And I mean, yeah, there obviously Meta has rolled out as subscriber verified as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least as far as I know, it hasn't like evolved that way as much. But also people who were verified before were grandfathered in. It started that way with Twitter as well. Okay. And then it was taken away, hmm. which is like so silly. Yeah, I'm like, I'm wondering, like, right, you're paying for the kind of boost on your profile, the additional, like, if your comments are more visible, things like that. But, like, if ultimately you're trying to make money through subscriptions, you're trying to get as many people subscribing as possible, mm-hmm. like, at what point is the special, like, not special enough? Like, if everyone's special, nobody's special. Like, you're competing yeah. with too many people. If, right. if, if your goal is to get as many people verified as possible, it's no longer exclusive mm. and elite. And therefore, like, what is the allure? Good question. We shall see. I agree with you. <laughs> All right. Next, I did touch on earlier, I think Snapchat has a shot at becoming mainstream again. I think they were, like, just on the threshold last year. And then, like, the My AI chatbot, like, was a flop. People didn't love it. It was too invasive. And I think that kind of held them back a little bit. But the signs are there. Please don't betray me, Snapchat, because I am considering returning. I think I could see myself on Snapchat again. It deleted itself from my phone in college, and I haven't redownloaded it since. Yeah. It was really weird. Um, it might come back. I mean, this the user base is continuing to grow. It's actually, like, exploding mm. in, um, like, some... Uh, Asian markets, like I think it's exploding in India right now. So, you know, the Americans might not have cared about it too much. Like I know my brother still uses it to chat with like two friends from high school who both are in different states right now. And that's just what they use as a messenger compared to like Instagram, whatever. But I think it could come back in like a mainstream way. Especially if it becomes a space where like the average person can monetize. Yeah. Hey. Seems like a pretty high mountain to climb on a lot of other platforms right now yes to get to that creator level they're they're already there they just need to parse out some of the funds for smaller creators too this one's short i do think youtube will finally allow us to add um custom thumbnails to shorts and i do think the duration will roll off of 60 seconds into 90 seconds i don't think they will go beyond 90 seconds because they're still the king of long form content yeah but i do think they'll may at least test yeah. 90 seconds maybe adopt it yeah. at some point during the year and like they better give us custom thumbnails yeah I, I i think that just makes sense because other platforms are most other platforms have a minute 30. So, like, they're keeping people from reposting who might have that, and like, they, content they might not want reposts. Yeah. But, like, it's a good point. Like, people would be posting more. Yeah. And now it is a barrier to entry um, to monetize for shorts if you, if you just want to, like, repost content and get monetized faster. Like, either have to edit or et cetera. And, Cut it down. Yeah. I don't know. But I think... I think we'll see some uh, evolution for YouTube shorts, which I'm excited to see. Yes. Blue Sky will launch in 2024, become publicly available, and I do think it will put both Threads and X to bed. I don't have Blue Sky. I am on the wait list. I'm excited for Blue Sky. It seems they have like, I think over 100,000 users and they all seem to be like happy and like enjoying the space. And it seems like a safe, inclusive place to be. And they're rolling out like new features for the people that have it. I'm just like, please make it public. I do think once it goes live, it'll be like a staple. I think it'll become yeah. a new staple. Yeah. It might not be as big as X right away because it's not capitalizing off of a pre-established audience. Right. But it is taking a lot of, you know, people that left X for certain reasons. Yeah. So is it like, is there anything specific to it that like sets it apart from Twitter slash X or threads or is it just kind of like 
Yes, the same thing, but different branding. So it is very similar, and it is started by Jack Dorsey, who was one of the co-founders of Twitter, one of the original co-founders of Twitter. So it is super similar. I haven't checked up on it in a long time, actually, but I believe there are, like, similar to Reddit, there are different kind of, like, forum-esque spaces where you can talk about, like, very specific topics. Yeah. But I would have to, like, fact check that. Asterisk here with (laughs) blue sky features. (laughs) All right, another super quick one. TikTok will not be banned nationwide. I know some states are like threatening. Some states have already like accepted a ban. But in terms of like a nationwide ban, unless things go really, really south, like politically for our country as a whole with a certain other country, I don't think it'll be banned nationwide. It won't. Like it's it's already become a staple. I mean, it is off of government phones in like New York and some other states, but like, fine, that's fine. Right. It's not gonna get banned nationwide. And if I'm wrong, we shall see. I'll be talking about it. I'll make a blog post about it for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, Next prediction is TikTok commerce finds a way. Instagram shopping took a self-aware and successful step back by removing the shopping tab from the um, like menu bar at yeah, the bottom of the screen. The bottom nav. Right. That's the uh, Reels tab now, I think. Um, but TikTok is still struggling to get in-app shopping off the ground. That was how they I thought. Just, I don't get it. It feels very like QVC. It does. It does. <laughs> Have you seen it? Because now like the, um, what is it? The, oh my God, what do you do? Like the UX. The UX yes, has changed. Yes. And now <laughs> there's the a UI, The UX UI. The UI, yes, whatever. <laughs> That's changed. There's now a shopping tab. TikTok already had such a messy and like all over the place UI. Yeah. Just so many buttons everywhere. It's come up as like the wild west of social platforms. I feel like we were accepting of that. Yeah. This TikTok shopping, which they tried to really get off the ground last year and like didn't successfully do. Now we have this new tab. It is the wish of Instagram shopping. I am getting recommendations for... $2.99 $2.99 vegetable slicers. I don't cook. I don't watch cooking content. You know what I'm watching right now? A lot of home renovation videos. How about some like tools? How about like a hammer recommendation? There's no reason for me to be getting $2.99 vegetable slicer ads, yeah. shopping, whatever. They need to work out some kinks. For like, sure. I get like the the connection, like the the string connecting like shopping to TikTok. Like they had a huge sure. like products were blowing up off tiktok that was a very well-known like in somewhat common phenomenon yeah everyone's making videos about it but like the allure of that was that they were like it was happening organically yeah and i am so happy with my tiktok feed like this is why ai curating our feeds is fine like i'm so happy Mm -hmm. with what i get to see why can't that be reflected better in my shopping tab right like i want to see eyeliner not like socks thank you <laughs> me i'm like i want socks <laughs> <laughs> ultimately i do think tiktok shopping will work out a lot of its kinks this year i think by the end of the year we will as like a society be more accepting of it it will be more normalized and like more integrated into just how we use the app just right now it's just like a little bit rough but i do yeah. think tiktok will work out commerce this year also like mlm vibes you think so i'm just getting like wish between the the lives Mm. and Mm. the commerce it's very like wish like i did get like a big tupperware i think there could be some definitely could be the new hub for mlms Mm. over like facebook live i would love to study that i'd love someone else to study that and then me read that article yeah we need the next docu-series about it. I can't wait. This podcast is powered by Braindo, a digital marketing agency that not only provides a diverse mix of digital services, but offers guidance, experience, and true partnership to bring your business to the next level. 
This episode was about social media and design respectively, but we offer expertise in a variety of other marketing fields like data analytics, SEO, just to name a few. And we have worked with businesses on every level from local operations to Fortune 500 companies across a variety of industries. We have experts to help strategize your 2024 bingo card across Ooh. a variety of marketing needs. Um, no matter what step in the process you're at, uh, we're here for you from wireframes to paid campaigns. Brain do. Experts in everything digital. Reach out today to learn more about how we can help your business grow. Welcome back. We took a little uh, break <laughs> between the two topics mm. and now we're back for design. We're going to get into it. So uh my first 2024 bingo card entry mm. is that flat color takes over again fully from gradient uh i talked about this um in like a reel i made about like app colors or whatever apps oh okay yeah like it's like colors i feel like it's like always like a pendulum that swings between mm. like gradients and flat color for mm -hmm. like animation or like backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And I think apps are like a really, app icons are like a really great example of that. Cause like, I think we're all kind of familiar of like when the app icon will kind of have like the, the shade and little like highlight to mm -hmm. make it look more round. And then when they all go totally flat mm -hmm. um, and it, it just like goes back and forth and gradients were, were like super big and they kind of like went back out and then they kind of came back in again. And so I think it's time for like to really go back into flat color. Okay. I think I think it's it's we were 2023 was like the middle and now we're going to be on the other side again. Okay. I do really like a gradient, but there definitely is kind of like a archaic way of doing a gradient now. Like some like look aged. Like yeah. almost as if they're like a PowerPoint effect kind of gradient. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think more like subtle gradients like mm. more of a like ooh, like it adds like depth but it's not actually like super changing color has been yeah. been happening and i do like that i do like love to do that in the little background like where you can't really tell mm. but it just does add something just a little analogous colors yeah <laughs> um but yeah i think we'll get back back into that All right. fully it's my prediction nice. um Next up, I just as far as like color scheme goes, I think that 2024, it's going to be very like green and other utility tones are going to be like taking like the forefront. What is a utility yeah. tone? So by utility <laughs> Anticipating tones, my question. <laughs> I mean like brown, orange and like yellow sort of, you know. What makes them like utility colors? Well, that's like a term I made up. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they're colors that I associate with like utility as in like um, work, like, like. They're used in construction. Yes. They're rooted in nature. <laughs> yes. Like you could find all of these things in like a cabin house all those colors would be okay. there because they have okay. a neon hat for or vest for walking in the woods they mm -hmm. have camo things are green and i feel like this is kind of like yeah like browns are already so back in like browns and beiges creams I, in I general did, i did just paint my living room a very dark green and oh, okay. i'm obsessed i thought you were gonna say beige and no like, what? Very dark horrified. Beige. no it's a very like dark rich green and i yeah. feel very luxurious yes I love it. yes i think green is like so so back in and good for her yeah and like i mean i'm not a beige or cream or brown person but it's definitely we're definitely seeing it in fashion all, yeah. all the Bachelor girlies are using, like, the brown heart in their captions That's on Instagram. a weird and strangely unified choice. Yeah. Like, the that's, like, heart? what's in is, like, brown. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Kat, who's on Bachelor on Paradise, famously, or not famously anymore, maybe that was overshadowed by other actions on Bachelor, but it was, like, beige is my favorite color. I, I mean, you know the aesthetic of some people, like some lifestyle blogs yes. influencers that have a very beige cream aesthetic. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of people are calling it like boring, whatever. I do think it's very like 
calming. It's very neutral. Yeah. It's very like soft, palatable. Right. But yeah, I guess so like that's like really in now. And I think in 2024, we're going to see that kind of combined with like these rich greens and then these like pops of like vibrant orange and yellow as kind of like the next iteration of those colors coming together, like adding some pops back in. Okay, I'm excited yeah. for that. And I don't really see this necessarily in like web design happening, but like okay. in graphic design or just like in general popular colors. Okay. That's, that's my... And then uh, that leads me to like Pantone color of the year. I don't know what it's going to be. We could speculate, but I think it's going to be another flop. Like... <laughs> yeah, we obviously I'm painting rooms in a house right now. We were at the store waiting for them to shake up our paint and we saw like a big poster they had for like color of the year and it was that color in a space and me and my husband were like talking so much trash about how that color looked it's like a dining room choice we were like oh my god right, and you're talking about the viva magenta yes yeah so that was a 2023 color mm-hmm. obviously but like background for other people um 2023 was viva magenta and it's just like not it I do like a magenta, but I did pull this up and we were starting to talk about it earlier, but the <laughs> whole explore the magenta verse. Yeah, it's very, I don't know. It doesn't, nothing I, about this color palette appeals to me. I don't want khaki with my magenta. I don't know why they made that choice. Do you have a prediction on what the color of the year like could, like what family it could be in? Like, well, we've been talking about green a lot. I feel like green could be a good choice, but I just don't think that's what they're going to pick. I feel like they're <laughs> going to pick something like very random. Okay. Like, like magenta felt like a random pick. Yeah. yeah. Like I think a lot of us associate, a lot of people our age at least associate when like the color of the year was like rose quartz yeah. and that was like the color of the year. It was right. such a big thing. And right. then I feel like I like didn't hear about it again. And it's because they've all been like irrelevant. Not like I remember, to throw shade on Pantone, but like I think Ultraviolet had a moment, mm. but I haven't really heard of it since then. Yeah. It went from a little bit of Ultraviolet to talking trash about magenta in the paint store. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, that might. When do they normally announce that? That might be the first bingo card. It might we be. It might. Off. We might be talking about it when this comes out, and it's already been announced, and everyone will be like, "Oh, we know what it is." True. Uh, <laughs> so true. <laughs> we're talking. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Um, so moving on from like more kind of general trends and colors and whatnot, um, and we kind of touched on collaborative editing earlier you think there's going to be more of that in like native app features mm-hmm. um and we talked about figma being a very popular creative collaborative editing tool right that we use mm-hmm. and adobe bought figma a while when? ago oh a while ago a while ago really yeah i wasn't aware <laughs> and um it looks like 2024 they are going to be kind of rolling out like new features and integrations into the adobe like creative cloud and stuff oh oh well that might be very cool that might be very useful it could it could but it could also be bad (laughs) like as someone who like uses figma every single day and like don't get me wrong like I, i use i've used photoshop a ton and like illustrator premiere i'm a premiere girly through and through mm-hmm. like but there's something about figma it's it's like very different and like adobe xd it's like never been my thing i don't know mm-hmm. they just are kind of different environments and figma feels more organic whereas adobe products feel much more structured yeah um but yeah, so I mean, the prediction is we know those changes and integrations are going to be rolling out. I already saw that they posted about integrating Fig Jam with um, some other product I'm not really familiar with, like Firefly or something. Never heard of from it. From Adobe, yeah. And <sighs> Sometimes you just yeah. have to let a good thing be a good thing right. and not mess with it. Yeah, but, but yeah, I'm thinking it's going to get worse first just because like with most most things when you're like trying something out and figuring it like it gets worse before it gets better right i really hope it gets better Mm. um but also like with that happening i think we're gonna see the rise of like another web design platform come up like another smaller one that it makes an opportunity like yeah at least for a bit like if people like didn't want to be kind of adobe people i Mm. I think and we don't know what they're doing with the pricing structure yet but like one of the reasons 
uh like adobe figma was so popular is that adobe has such a cost barrier for like subscriptions and mm -hmm. stuff yeah. it's very expensive and um fig figma in its like basic form there is a free version available anyone can use and do you think that'll go away i don't know we'll we'll see um that would be so sad but i think regardless it's definitely leaving a space that potentially i'm sure somebody is like gonna try and fill that do you have any predictions? I don't know of any other companies. Okay. I'm not like super on the up and up in the companies. I mean, obviously before Figma, there was Sketch, which like Canva. I Canva's also, no, <laughs> not Canva. I have a prediction about Canva too. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, who knows, maybe Sketch could come back okay. and like, cause the thing that made Figma so special and different from Sketch was the collaborative editing. Mm. That was like, Big it's time. Awesome. Yeah, it is. So like who knows, maybe Sketch will roll out from the grave a collaborative editing feature and then come up again. But yeah, we'll see. I think yeah, that this yeah. this um especially if they remove the free version. Yeah. Yeah. Massive opportunity. I don't know if there was like a free version of Sketch, but either way it was oh, okay. much, much cheaper yeah. than any Adobe subscription. Right, yeah. So like, yeah, just the cost of entry is just a massive mm. deal. So so yeah, I definitely think there'll be an opportunity there for a new software like competitor to come up. We shall see. Yeah. And on that note of talking about like acquiring and stuff, I think either Google or Adobe will acquire Canva. I think that's a solid prediction. Right? Don't they always? Yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, but I don't want to see it. I want to see like a brand just succeed as right? themselves and not get bought out by someone. Yeah, like I was thinking about that. I'm like, okay, did Figma set out and they were like, yeah, it's like become super popular. We never anticipated it and now we sold out. And like, I'm sure those people made a ton of money and oh, they're very yes. happy. Yes. But also it's like not monopolies. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Adobe came out with Adobe Express, kind mm. of a whole line of products um, centered around like faster, quicker templatization, editing or design to try and compete with like more native editing apps and um, like Canva specifically. And they just haven't caught on. They're not popular. Mm. Like if you're someone who like has Adobe and is using Adobe, like you're using Photoshop or Illustrator, like you're not using the pre-made templates really fast. I think um, I was seeing like Lightroom Express for a yeah. while, but like it, again, like there's just other apps I think people would rather be using. Yeah. And the just plain Adobe Express is specifically like the like add templates and stickers, like very Canva-esque. But yeah, they just haven't caught on. And so I think either Adobe will acquire Canva similar as they did to Figma to take out the competition. Or I think um, Google could also be another company that could you know be interested in that kind of stuff it would be a little bit different from what they're doing now but maybe like mm -hmm. we want to get into this space and expand yeah um which yeah you know if you can't beat them just dominate them with your wealth and power <laughs> um <laughs> so we'll see <laughs> oh that would be sad i yeah. do actually really appreciate canva for what it is yeah like i don't like to use it but i understand i do think it like is a good service and mm. is nice because like it is a good entry point for so many yeah. like people who aren't designers so right. like i totally get it it's like it's not for me but like it is for other people i'm not mm -hmm. the main audience right. so yeah that makes sense yeah um oh, people would be <sighs> devastated if free canva disappeared yeah so we've talked about ai a lot we've also talked about shopping a lot <laughs> now we're going to talk about them in the new context which is like ux and sites uh i predict that we'll see more ai integrations in e-commerce sites um specifically for like shopping experiences like an ai stylist or shopper that'll like mm. curate a cart for you instantly oh i could be interested in that yeah as a consumer yeah like we it's kind of like the next iteration of like those like stitch fix like subscription boxes where it's like oh like a stylist if there is one we don't maybe it was ai the whole time right. but like um you know it's like oh we like put together a box of things based mm -hmm. off your like quiz and here you go uh, i think that'll happen but it'll be like 
you know, more instantaneous and quicker. Like you fill out a quiz and the, they give you things or you check a couple boxes and it's like, here's your proposed cart or something. Um, something that, yeah, like makes shopping faster. Now, I guess this is already what, like if you scroll down, it says like recommended products or products yeah. for you. I guess that's already in that vein. Like that's AI, right? Well, I, I mean, it depends or, on the site, but it could be that those recommended products aren't tailored to the person. They're tailored to the product that you're currently looking at. Oh, I that think would make sense. Okay. That's what it is most of the time. Like, oh, if you like this sweatshirt, you're probably interested in these things. Not this person has viewed all of these items and we're learning and implementing that in the recommended mm, items. Okay. So yeah, I think that could be like another way it goes. It's just more personalized recommended mm. or suggested items as well. Okay. And yeah, I think this would be like, yeah, a f uh, actually nice and helpful way AI could like be involved that isn't annoying and actually like doesn't really, I mean, if it's like taking over like shoppers or stylists, like, yeah, that's not, that is like taking human jobs, but if it's just like <laughs> um, making suggestions based off like your browsing mm -hmm. and like sick, that I is love one that. Of, that is one of those things where if it's like pulled off well and it's not suddenly like jarring, People would adopt that very quickly. Yeah. And who doesn't love like a personalized experience, a quiz? People love a quiz. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be so into it. I know on, um, I guess like Shein acquired Romney. Rom Rom yeah, yeah, whatever Rom that other one is. And I know there's, and it's it's different because it's how pages are organized, but there's like grunge, fairy mm -hmm. core, like that. The collections. Right, I think that's yeah. very cool. And I'd like to see, I think, more of that like yeah. what you're shopping kind of organized as like suggested for vibe. you yeah. Yeah. yeah they learn your vibe yes <laughs> for, yeah i would like that that would definitely require a lot of like tracking and analytics but i think it could be pulled off first party data which we've touched on some not to be like data <laughs> i'm not an analytics expert by any means but i i think these sorts of improvements with cookies and stuff and all those great things or mm. bad things, I don't know, whatever. If, <laughs> I think that it could be pulled off with like the interior of the site without having to track you across other, your yeah, all your web browsing. Definitely. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I love the Instagram, like suggested for you ads and shopping. We were just talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> we were just talking about it. We've like bought each other gifts. From yeah, it. I'm like, oh, it knows exactly the perfect thing. Thank you for suggesting this. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's a, I think would be a great feature to see, yeah, AI enter e-commerce spaces. Nice. Um, I would welcome that. Yeah. <laughs> we already talked about the more native design features in Instagram, so that's skip. Um, Don't say skip, just it's on the bingo card. <laughs> yes, yes. We, we already talked about it earlier. So moving on to maximalism stays for now. I really like maximalism. Yes. I was never like a super big fan of minimalism. I yeah. do love maximalism. Yes, yes. I think it's going to stay. And I think we're going to slowly see not like full maximalism per se in like it's more the way you like see it in interior design or fashion i uh but like maybe some you know quirky fun traits like trickle into ux and websites like it's really hard because like ux and ui it's always like oh you want everything to be very clear hierarchy make the user mm. path very like obvious um obviously with like fonts which i have like is kind of uh it's like the next bullet but also it's kind of related to it's like you have like google fonts or like the most browser friendly fonts so like you're kind of limited to those choices mm. um especially for like just the best kind of experience for everyone so it definitely takes a longer time i think than you know how extremely rapidly the like commerce and fashion like interior design stuff like the trends go <laughs> like it mm. takes it takes a longer to see that represented like in web design spaces or whatever um because there's so much more like production time that goes into that and to support it but i i think it's been in long enough and it's still kind of going strong enough that we'll start to see some reflections of it in our like ui and web design not in like the 
TikTok way. TikTok is like <laughs> match with UI in a bad way. <laughs> Don't want that. But maybe like we'll see more like fun colors mm, happening. I'd like that. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like everyone uses the same four colors. Exactly. My computer's dead, but we're almost done. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I think that's a way we could see it come in. I okay. think maybe like I've seen not super common, but on some sites adding, you know, when you stuff like your cursor would move and like little sparkle, sparkles yes. would fall on it. I noticed, yes. oh, who was it? I noticed that again on a site recently yes. and I was like, yeah. There are a handful of sites that I visit that like have that and I love that and it's so fun. And it it like, is fun. It doesn't impact the user like experience as far as like making it messy or jumbling things up, but it does impact the user experience that you're like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, when I used to like code my own Tumblr page, I would always do something with the cursor. Yeah. It's just like weirdly nostalgic yeah yeah i would love to see that like come back more like fun cursors in general mm. um there's definitely also some like sites not like huge i'm like when i say huge i mean like not like your mainstream like progressive or insurance like big like giant stores and stuff but there mm. are definitely some smaller sites that have like some low-key like meme design they're pulling yeah. more internet culture into yeah there are websites and mm. i think that's like great and fun too right yeah if that's your target audience you're like really nailing it yeah like let's find those creative ways to yeah. like bring that back in get some nostalgia get some maximalism <gasps> oh thank god because everything has been so the same for so long now. yeah like every logo is like the same color every ugh. i'm yeah. sick of black and white and blue right <laughs> it just like, yeah please <laughs> And yeah, my like last prediction, which was related to that, was more kind of statement or decorative fonts Love coming it. back in. Maybe some serifs, maybe some scripts. Serifs are cute. Yeah, obviously with, yeah, like I said, like browser supported fonts that is limiting, but I think we'll see like more of the decorative options used or some statement fonts like being added okay. in a way maybe they're like a little chunky or a little blocky or a little like retro just like having playing around <sighs> more some. retro fonts. yes oh i saw instagram i haven't seen it since but like one day i was using instagram and all of a sudden there were all these new fonts in like the font options and then it like went away so i think it was literally like a test of beta that disappeared and they were so fun and there was like multiple kind of retro ones why would they do that Bring know. it back. Bring it back. So yeah, I think it's like, yeah, it's definitely happening. Like, it's coming. When. Yeah. I'm so Eminent. excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for like more diversity, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Break it up. Yeah. Get some more. And I think that also kind of relates in a way to what you're saying about being like authentic versus mm -hmm. relatable. Just like getting more individualism. Yes. Into the space. So not everything looks the same. Right. Right. Yeah. Like have a personality. It's yeah. okay. No yeah. one's going to be mad at you. I think that's at the core of some of these trends that we're seeing, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, Can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Looking forward to 2024. Yes. Again, we will be making like a bingo card graphic, and that'll be on our Instagram, brain.do. It'll be in the highlights. And anytime something gets crossed off the bingo yeah. card, we're going to update the highlight. So I'm really excited about this. Yeah. It's going to be a fun time. You can like save the graphic, to, <laughs> like play along at home or whatever, or just check in with our yeah, story. A but... year long bingo game. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's 2024 bingo, yeah. social media and design yeah. bingo. And we don't even know if we'll win. I. <laughs> <laughs> I think with the Zuckerberg meme free space, there's like a lot of potential. Yeah. Yeah. We're also, we're just like really smart and trend savvy. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like so sure that like at least half of these will come true. I think, we'll I think we're in a good place. We'll I'm, I'm confident. <laughs> yeah. I say that like make this face. I'm like, I'm confident. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's it for our 2024 social media and design predictions. Thank you guys so much for watching. Follow us on Instagram at brain.do, TikTok, brain.do. We also have a work and marketing comedy account, oh not your average marketer. It's our first time plugging it. It is our first time plugging it on the podcast. If you want to go follow us there, it's like skits and office life and work from home. Memes. Yes. We love it. We're having so much fun. And um, yeah, we will see you next time at... The, the round, round table. table.